The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I saw an incredible story a while back about a particular fellow who was a very poor fellow and he had a house full of daughters and every time that someone would read a shidduch and he had great children, you know, they would ask, you know, what are you willing to give? How much could you give? And he would say, I would love to give them everything, an apartment and set them up and support them, but I really, I don't have the money. I can't give anything, even for the wedding. I'll, I'll give a little bit. I, I, I can't. And because of that, his daughters, sadly, were not able to find the shidduch. As his daughters got older and older in their high 20s, he, he was struggling. He, his kids needed a shidduch. What was he supposed to do? He didn't have money. And every time people heard he didn't have money, somehow the shidduch didn't work out. And he said to himself, you know what? All my friends are making weddings. And it's amazing that they have weddings, but there's a certain pang of jealousy that I feel when I go to a wedding and they have a 21-year-old child getting married and they're able to help them. And my daughter's 28 and I really have no, I really have no hopes for them. I don't know what to do. And when he kept thinking about this, he said to himself, you know what, I need to do something for my daughters. I can't do something financial, but let me do something spiritual. And he made up in his mind that every simcha that he hears about, that a friend of his is marrying off a child, he's going to go there and with true inner joy, he's going to wish the Mazatov, he'll dance with them, he'll stay at the chasana, and he'll try to relish in their simcha and not be sour about the fact that that fellow is marrying off a child and his child hasn't even gone out. And this was a hanhaga, a conduct that he conducted himself with, where he started going to simchas, he started going to weddings, and he started trying, you know, with superhuman effort, to put himself in their shoes and try to feel their simcha with hope that somehow the Rabbanu Shalom would help him feel simcha as well. He decided to go to a simcha of somebody who he knew peripherally, but who invited him to the wedding. He says, listen, I have to feel his simcha. This was a fellow who wasn't a wealthy fellow necessarily, but somehow did great shidduchim. And he goes there, and this is the guy's fourth or fifth child, and he, there's so much simcha there, and he could see how happy the father is, and he really, truly wished him on, and he said, I'm so happy for you, and he was. And he sits down at the table. And at the table, there's a conversation taking place, which shouldn't have been taking place. And the conversation was about a particular fellow in their community who owned a company that made canned food. And the word on the street was that he was going bankrupt and he was laying people off. And somebody said something, yeah, he, he's just taking the money. And when he sees, you know, time is getting bad, he's trying to get out and not pay people that he owes money. He doesn't care about his workers. And really badmouthed the owner of this cannery. And when he heard this, it made him really upset. He says, you know, he's working so hard on being positive and someone's being negative. He says, it's not true. I know this fellow personally. He's one of the kindest people in our community. I know, from, I know personally from first-hand experiences how he's helped his workers in difficult situations and he's gone out on a limb. That's not the kind of person that he is. Don't talk that way. And the fellow comes back and says, yes, it is. And I know when I heard it. Over and over, he says, how could you say such a thing? You know, we're at a wedding where there's a simcha. Don't be negative, be positive. You don't know. You know, never judge another person until you walk the mile in their shoes. You have no idea. That's not appropriate. And that was the end of the chasna. A few days later, a shatchan calls him up. And the shatchan says, I have a shidduch for your 28-year-old daughter, for your older daughter. He says, really? He says, you know I can't provide anything. He says, it's not a problem. The fellow knows your financial situation, but he's willing to do a shidduch with you anyways. He says, really? How? He says, whatever. The fellow knows it. Turns out, who do you think the father of the boy was? It was the fellow that owned the cannery. And when he heard somebody coming to his defense who didn't have to and focusing on the positive, he said, that's the kind of family I want my son to get involved with. And Hashem works mysterious ways. The fellow with the cannery was able to pull out a bankruptcy and became very wealthy. 
And he was able to support this young couple very, very generously and make a beautiful wedding. And more than that, he ended up employing many of the other daughters in this family who did well and ultimately had money for their own weddings. And the fellow, in three years, married off all of his children. When you're down the kafsechus, when you give someone the benefit of the doubt, when you focus on the positive, miraculous things happen. And like Gemara says in the Sechah Shabbos, which we just said a moment ago, one of the ways, one of the eight sites Lizkas Bedin, the Bali Musa write down, you know, we're all struggling. Rosh Hashanah is not that far away. And all of us are going to stand before the Rabban Shalom, and it's not going to be so simple. What can we bring? What tool, what weapon can we have in our arsenal that will ensure that the Rabban Shalom inscribes us L'chaim Taivim? Down the Kavsuchos. Focusing on the positives in other people. Bring them closer to us. That is an incredible schus. The Gemara says it. It's not some, you know, it's the Gemara. The Gemara says if you're down other people, you give them the benefit of the doubt, that's how the Rebbe Hashem reciprocates. Hashem Tzilcha. Hashem is our shadow. When we move our hand, the shadow moves. And when we reach out to another per- person and we look at them with rose-colored glasses, all of a sudden, the Rebbe Hashem says, wow, look how you treat other people. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, Kaviyachal. And our din ends up being different. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.